Welcome to True Spirituality Network. We are focused on spreading the gospel of God's love across the world. The Bible says, There is no fear in love, and perfect love casts out every fear. As you feed on God's love for you, allow His love to cast out every fear, worry, and anxiety. God loves you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. All right, if you're just joining us, this is True Spirituality. Um, I'm live on Instagram, I'm live on Facebook, and I'm live on MixLR. Just connect with either which works for you best. And today I'll be talking about the topic I didn't finish in the morning, and it's titled Rapture. <laughs> and I know so many people have so many. Um, people have so many um, opinions, so many ideas about what the subject of rapture is all about. I'm going to tell you what the scripture talks about rapture. But heads up, rapture is a message of hope for all believers. It is not a message to scare believers. It is not a message to scare Christians. The message of rapture is a message of hope. The Bible says now those three things will remain, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of them is love. Every of the preachings of the teachings we make, they have to be centered around these three stuff. Faith, hope, and love. For a start, faith, for example, people have to be reminded. And, you know, in a world like this, whereby people find it easy to live more by sight than by faith, when they come to the, to the house of God, it's not a time for you to, <laughs> to preach anything outside faith, hope, and love. People want to be reminded that there's hope for them. People want to be reminded that God is with them, is for them, is not against them. The church, the podium, is a place to feed the sheep of God, not to beat the sheep. God wants us to feed the sheep. And so that's very important as preachers, as leaders, as ministers. We should never forget this. So faith, hope, and love. That's the message of faith. Hope, people have to be understood understand that in the end of all their race here on the heart that there's hope for them and about this christ in us the hope of our glory the fact that jesus died he didn't just die vain he just died for fun god will not send his only begotten son he will not send him to come and die for our sins and yes to come and give us insecurity about where we are going after this whole world the message of rapture is a message of hope to make believers understand. It doesn't matter what you are going through right now on earth. The message of hope is the fact that when Jesus comes anytime, you are going with him anytime. If he comes now, you are going now. As long as you are saved, Jesus is the ticket to heaven. If you are not born again, it doesn't matter how many good you do. It doesn't translate or change your identity. You must be born again to receive eternal life if you are born again you shouldn't have insecurity about your eternal life so the message of rapture is that message that has always been in even from the old testament it started from the story of um, the story of enoch the bible says enoch walked with god and he was not so enoch was the first person to experience rapture he didn't die. You know, there are so many things God was trying to communicate to humanity in the Old Testament, but they couldn't see it because the Old Testament is like a shadow. 
and then in the new testament god began to unveil these things to us he made us to see what god had in mind when he was trying to communicate these things in the whole testament thank you so much sir. i think i saw wow this is so huge thank you so much um on instagram um Okumiwa Dumala is connected on Instagram. Alright, so we have to understand these things that rapture for believers is not to scare us. God loves us. Anybody who loves you will not scare you. God didn't send Jesus to die for the fun of it. It's so that they can give you what they call eternal life. And you are not trying to have eternal life. You already have eternal life. Every believer has to understand this thing. So I, I realize this thing is a wave. The, the way the enemy works, it works in form of a wave. For example, when coronavirus started, it was scary. It was scaring everybody. And then everybody was scared. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And even believers, sadly, believers are scared of, oh, my God, what if I have corona? The Bible says there is no fear in love. In fact, one of the signs that you put your faith in God, you put your trust in God, is that when other people are worrying, you will not worry. Because you know the Lord is your shield, the Lord is your keeper. You know the sun shall not smite you by day nor the moon by night. You know no plague can come near your dwelling. You don't have to be insecure. You don't have to be scared. God loves you. He will never allow his only one to see corruption. So long story short, so rapture has been existing since Old Testament. Enoch was the first person to experience this thing. And then later on, Elijah also experienced this thing. Elijah didn't see that. Elijah came and then he just he was transfigured and then he left and then he didn't die literally and believers didn't understand this thing so what happened between Elijah and Elisha whereby in the sight of Elisha Elijah was transfigured he was caught up into the hair Jesus did exactly the same thing in the New Testament and then Jesus lifted up and then he was caught up in the sky and an angel spoke the angel said in the same manner is coming back and guess what he's coming back just for you from the day you got saved you became the bride of christ christ became your bridegroom so jesus is like your spiritual husband if anybody says you have spiritual husband tell them yeah his name is jesus wow that's awesome i'm saying this for the first time and it's so powerful if anybody say ah you have spiritual husband say yes you know his name is jesus so you shouldn't be scared because jesus is your bridegroom so this thing is like a wave. I understand anytime the enemy wants to walk, he chose this wave out there to scare people. And of course, it's not scaring unbelievers. The goal is to scare believers. Because unbelievers, what are they afraid of? They are not even sure of eternal life. So the devil does, does this kind of thing, whereby he allows people, even in the movie industry, I'm talking about even those who claim to be doing gospel movies, and then they do all these movies after rapture, and then they portray image that even pastor didn't go, or because he lied, or because he wasn't faithful with money, and all of these things. And this is just a proof that you don't understand your scripture with all humility. If you check your scripture, what is the criteria to be saved? The scripture says, believe on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, and your household. Rapture is not to scare you. If anybody preaches rapture to you, and you are scared, two things. It's either you don't know your Bible, or the person who preached to you doesn't know their Bible. You can't be... you. If any time I hear, personally, anytime I hear rapture, I'm like, oh my God, he's coming back, Jesus is coming back. There's excitement in my heart. And I read the scripture earlier in the first session. So I'm just going to start on that scripture. First Thessalonians, everybody. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18. 
I'm supposed to start reading from verse 13, though. Let me just read from verse 13 so you guys can understand the background story. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Since I have more time now, I'm going to start reading from verse 13. Now, there's this question people ask. Okay, Yinka, how about believers that died? Um, what's their hope? Where are they? Where are they going? You know, people ask that question. If you're very intelligent, you must have asked that question. If you have any loved ones who love Jesus and the person dies. For a start, for a believer, Jesus died on our behalf. He didn't just die for us. He died as us. So when Jesus died on the cross, he took your place. So listen, technically, when you see a believer that dies, there's supposed to be two kinds of death. Because anybody who doesn't receive Jesus as the Lord and Savior will die the second kind of death. For we believers, our judgment is in the past. For unbelievers, their judgment is in the future. So when you see a believer who dies and then you're like, okay, where is the person? Where is the person going? So Paul addressed this particular scripture, particular statement in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm going to start reading from verse 13. It says, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. So for a start, he's trying to make you understand, you don't have to cry. When you see an aged believer who dies, somebody of 90-something years old who dies, you don't have to cry. Where they are, they are, they are like, don't cry for us, we're in a better place. <laughs> we're in the fallen world. So we all have to anticipate the world, the perfect world. We will reign with Christ. So Paul was addressing, he said, he said don't, don't do like those that don't have hope. Verse 14, he says, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. So believers technically don't die, they sleep. For believers, we are, death is not final. We sleep because we know when Jesus comes back in the beauty of his holiness and we we'll see him face to face, we are going to resurrect with him. The Bible will be caught up in a twinkle of an eye. That's the book of 1 Corinthians 15, I believe. So rapture shouldn't scare you. I'm going to take my time to explain this thing because the message of the gospel is nothing but good news. If any other person preaches any other gospel apart from the gospel of Christ, the book of Galatians chapter 1 says, let him be our cause. You shouldn't scare God's people. You should feed the sheep. That's what Jesus told Peter and he told every shepherd today. We should feed the sheep with the word of God, with the message of faith, with the message of hope, with the message of love. He said in verse 15, according to the word of God, so you should hear what the word of God is. He said, we tell you that we who are alive, talking about believers that are alive, and who are left until, okay, I'm, I'm mixing it up. We who are alive, <laughs> who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not proceed those who are falling asleep. Verse 16, for the Lord himself will come down. I love this part. The Lord himself, the, Jesus himself, I'm rephrasing. The Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command and with the voice of the archangel, with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Verse 17 now. Verse 17 says, after that, I love this verse so much. Scripture, not my words. After that, we, we believers that we are alive and we remain, but says we will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. I don't know where people do drama and they say believers don't rapture with God. I don't know where they get that from. Because this is not scriptural. This is the scripture. The scripture says every believer that are alive and remain will be caught up with Christ. Where do people get this movie they do and then they say, well, hey, and even, what's the meaning of all of these things? Why are you promoting insecurity, fear for believers? You are not feeding the sheep if you are doing that. If you are a preacher, you are a teacher, you are a minister, feed the sheep of God. They need to be fed with the word of God, not to be beaten with the word of God, not to be scared with the word of God. 
We who are alive, every believer that is alive and remain. This one is not a matter of your spiritual growth. No. Listen, in the physical, in our realm, there are, there are levels of growth. Some of us have studied more than some of you. Some of you have studied more than some of us. Some of, you have, some of us pray radically. Some of you don't pray radically. But sir, all those things will not matter when Jesus comes back. The reason why you need to be consistent with your work with God is because you need it here on earth. But as far as heaven is concerned, if you are born again, if Jesus comes right now, you are reigning with him. At a point, the whole world will come to an end, whether you believe it or not. And it's only those that are born again that will reign with Christ. That is the only criteria. There are no one million things to do. Don't let them with all humility. But Yinka, the Bible says it is he who overcomes. I know those are the questions you have next, but I have to first speak the radical gospel. If you don't preach the gospel so much, and people say, well, but that's too good to be true, then you're not even preaching the gospel. It has to sound good. It's the good news, gospel. I am not in support of any movie that they promote and then they say the guy didn't go. You know this movie they do? They say the guy started well, but they didn't end well. What does that mean? And they say a case study of Saul in the Bible. What was the meaning of all of these things you are talking about? What image are we creating to people? We are making people more sin conscious than even Jesus conscious. And we don't know these things. Out of good intention, every one of us wants our people to live right. We want our church members to live right. But we are not ready to tell them the truth. If you check the message of Jesus, Jesus didn't preach this insecurity. Jesus never did. We should preach the gospel of Christ. And what's the gospel of Christ? Believe on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world and gives the reason whosoever believe. Two times believe again. John 6, 54, Whosoever eat of my flesh and drink of my blood has eternal life. I will raise him up in the last days. That was Jesus talking. But here, in the, you know how we, are, we say, well, you have, to, you have to do this, you have to do that. You give people unnecessary religious standard they can't catch up with. Should I tell you something? If Jesus is to come now, if you give life to Christ now, if Jesus is to come now, you are going with Jesus now. There's no insecurity with this thing. You don't have to be insecure about it. The gospel is the gospel of Christ. You just have to understand this. So the Bible says, after that we who are alive and remain will be cut up. And verse 18, I love verse 18. It says, therefore, encourage one another with this word. First Thessalonians 4, 18. What word is he talking about? Verse 17, go back. It said, we that we are alive. We'll be going through stuff right now. In your Christian work, you may say, Lord, I want to serve you. You have challenges in life with your bills, with your, with your money, with your job, with your relationship status. But guess what? All of those things will come to an end. And we'll reign with Christ. It's a message of hope. Encourage one another. If you are down, you are going through situations, and you want to encourage one another, these are words to encourage one another. Say, brother, you know what? You may be going to stop right now, but thank God we have hope in Christ. When it comes in the beauty of His holiness, when He appears in the sky, I am so sure I'm convinced we'll reign with Him. You don't have to be insecure. You are born again. Then you, are, you already have eternal life. Religion will make you feel as if try your best. Eternal life is in the future. That's not scriptural. Whosoever believe has eternal life, John 3, 16. You are ready. The moment you say, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior, you are born again for life. You have eternal life. This is the gospel in the simplest form. Your flesh may be like, well, that's so simple to be true. But that's why it's the gospel. It unveils the righteousness of God, not the sinfulness of men or even not the righteousness of men. Most of the time, when we want to preach the gospel, we want to say, you must do this, you must do this. Sir, no. The gospel is not about what I did. It is what Jesus did on my behalf. I couldn't save myself. If I could, I didn't need Jesus. But thank God I can't save myself. It is by grace I've been saved, not by works, so that nobody can boast. 
preach the gospel, tell people believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved and your household. That is the undiluted gospel Paul preached. Paul preached all the book of Romans. He was unveiling the righteousness of God. People today preach gospel, they unveil the righteousness of men. We talk about the things we've done. We talk about our religious achievements. We talk about how far we pray, how short we pray, how far we fast. That won't take you to heaven. If you are not born again, you are not going anywhere. Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus, you'll be saved by your household. But when I say, we were alive and remain. Verse 17 says, be encouraging yourself. You wake up in the morning, you take your back account, you have enough money. Like, huh? Father, I think that a time will come. Money will not be relevant anymore. You know what will be relevant? The fact that you are with Christ. We will reign with Christ. 1,000 millennial rules. We will reign with him, literally. There will be no more death, no more sickness, no more pain, no more corona, no more Ebola. We are in a falling world, so we need to all experience the new world. And Jesus is the only way to experience in it. He's the way, the truth, and the life. You can't allow yourself to be deprived of this. Somebody will not say he went to heaven. He not said he come back. He not saw Christians in heaven. He's not okay for you. <laughs> With love. I love the person, but the person is not really... Ask what, which branch of heaven did the person go to? Show scripture. Any message you preach, including prophecy. Any prophecy. You know, people misquote prophecy as well. Prophecy of fear. Prophecy edify, comfort, and exhort. I'll preach on this thing. I can't be preaching all of these things in one message, but go and listen to the podcast. Type prophecy back in on Google. It will give. Don't let anybody scare you. If you're a believer and you have insecurity, then your love is not perfect. First John chapter 4, verse 17 says, Hearing is our love made perfect. I just posted on Facebook. It said, In this way, love has been perfect among us. How you say you love God, you say God loves you. How will you know whether it's a kind of perfect love? The answer is here. He says, in this way, you want to know whether your love is perfect with God? You want to know whether God, God's love for you, you understand it. I'm not talking about theory. You want to really know whether you really understand God's love for you. You want to really know whether you're in perfect love with God. That says, in this way, you will know. That says, so that you can have confidence on the day of judgment. When an avid believer hears the day of judgment today, he is scared. He says, oh my God, God, may we not miss it. What's the meaning of may we not miss it? That's it. You still have insecurity. There is no insecurity in the love of God. May we not miss it. What does that mean? All right, let me just sound check. Can, can you guys hear me better now? Somebody just complained on Facebook that they can't hear me better. Can, you guys should be able to hear me. Can, can you hear me clearly now on Facebook? So sorry, sound check. One, two, two, one. Can you hear me clearly? This is really loud, though, as far as I'm concerned, but I can sound check for you guys. Sound check, one, two. Yeah. This, this should be fine. You guys should be able to hear me right now. It's perfect on my hand. So long story short, my point is just, don't let anybody scare you with the gospel. Perhaps it's in this way your love has been made perfect. In this way, love has been perfected among us so that we can have confidence and have, have boldness on the day of judgment. If you read TBT version of scriptures like this, I know they will just scatter your religious. Okay, Ben can hear me, so thank you, Ben. So you just have to understand these things. When, when God, think about this. Let's start logic. Let me take you from logic. Let me take you to spirituality. So you think, almighty God... <laughs> will allow his only begotten son to die for you just because he wants you to do I love you if I can give you my whole Jesus Christ I love you and then you are still telling me ah, may God help us what is God helping you for he has helped you that's why he sent you Jesus uh, may the Lord have mercy upon us so the Bible says God will have mercy upon those who have mercy upon are you, what's the meaning of all of those things go and read your Bible for yourself you already had mercy upon you that's why he sent Jesus <laughs> that's why he just came to translate us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son you are already spiritually speaking in heaven go and read your bible Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 and 7 God has already made us sit in Christ go and read your bible these things are in the scripture in black and white they are in the scripture 
Okay, perfect. So we all have to understand that the message of rapture, I beg you, I, I, the wave is coming again. I see the devil is trying to fuel people again to do all this movie again that will be scaring people. I saw one of them on Instagram yesterday. It was sad. I went to the comment section. The person posted the video that people did not go believe her. So, in fact, they were crying in church. Ah, oh, so many people didn't go. I'm like, who is for, for someone to come up with this movie? This person doesn't know the scripture one. Why are you promoting things like this? Believers are not saying, May the Lord so may we not miss it. I just I got angry in my spirit. What was the meaning of the year? Miss it. So if you are married, if you are married, right now, if you are married. I know you don't have insecurity about your marriage. I personally am married and I don't think, oh my, hey, maybe my wife can hey, break up with me too much, she can divorce me. I don't live in that consciousness. If I travel and I'm coming back, I don't live in the fear of, I, even with human, with my wife or human, how much more God? Why is that we just make God less gracious, less loving than our parents, than our mother, than our father, than our wife, than our husband? You think with your, he can never, he can never betray you. But you think with God, God can betray you. You have a, a wrong opinion about God. You think there's nothing you can do. Your father can never stop being your father. But you think with God, one mistake of your life can make him say, hey, I don't know you anymore. And then people go back to Matthew chapter 7. You can't what can you say about Matthew chapter 7. The Bible says not everybody will say to me, Lord, Lord, we enter the kingdom of heaven. But those that have does the will of the Father. And they, they don't even know what the will of the Father is. And then people just bring so many religious connotations. I've preached on this thing before. I don't want to go back to it because it's going to take longer time to explain. But go and read the Bible in context. In Matthew chapter 7, go and read the verse before. Don't read the Bible in verse. Don't read outside context. When you read a text outside context, you can con people. Read in context. Jesus was speaking to false prophets. If you have an IV Bible, I think an IV Bible already even wrote a message to false prophets. If you are a believer and you are born again, if Jesus is to come down, you are going with him now. That is the pure gospel. You should have confidence. That's why the says, this is how you can have confidence on the day of judgment. This is how you can even know whether your love is perfect in God. If you are scared when you hear Jesus is coming soon and you are scared, then why are you born again? What, what are you doing? Let me tell you this logic. If you as a believer, you have insecurity about your faith, you think, oh my God, I'm not sure that I'm going with Jesus. So, then you don't have any gospel to preach to an unbeliever. Do you understand what I just said? If you a believer, you are scared because you saw a video. One seven-year-old child say, "Oh my God, I saw it. People went to hell. I saw it. Ah, oh, Christians, they were using their ring." That's not scriptural. You are just you are you are an agent of the devil. You may not know it. You may be innocent, but you are vulnerable. The Bible says they are wolf in sheep clothing, trying to scare people. They are trying to scatter. Why are you bringing security to people? You went to heaven. Which kind of heaven you went to? It's not just, I just don't even want to talk about it because I'm just, I just see that the wave is coming back again. And then the goal is not even to scare unbelievers, it is to scare those in the church. The goal of all of these movies that will say, May the Lord help us so that we saw that even pastor did in rapture. Just tell me he's not burning, and you say because of he, he didn't, he wasn't 100% faithful with the money in his church. Sir, let, let me tell you something. If you want to focus on your works, I will tell you, even the, the enemy always plays games with people in this area of their life. You want to focus on your works. You want to use your work with God. You want to use your works to measure your work with God. It's not every, every day you fast. It's not every day you pray. You are, it's either you're not praying enough, you're not fasting enough. You know, people, when two people want to talk about sin, people talk about big sin. They talk about lying, stealing, committing adultery. 
if I talk about sin for you, you understand that you are not, you can't be justified by the works of the law. It's in the scripture, Galatians 3. Nobody can be justified by the works of the law. If you can, then Christ died in vain. But thank God you can't be justified by the works of the law. It's in the scripture. The Bible says whatsoever is not of faith is a sin. You know what that means? That means when you worry, you've committed a sin. That means when you are afraid, you've committed a sin. That means when you are depressed, you've committed a sin because depression is not of faith. Have faith in God. If you have faith in God, you won't be depressed. You won't be sad. You won't be. You won't talk about sin. Let's take it inward. <laughs> you know the Pharisees were they were always doing self righteousness. When Jesus came, just help them. With Jesus said, "You know what? You always talk about sin on the outside. Let me help you guys to let you know you can't fulfill the law. You have to submit to the greater righteousness that came through Jesus. All your righteousness, the totality of your own good works. I would call it filthy rag." So we all have to be humble and receive the gift of righteousness. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. This is how you can reign in life. Receive God's righteousness. That's why the gospel in Romans chapter 1, it says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. For therein the righteousness of God is unveiled. It is not God news, good news, gospel, if it's not unveiling the righteousness of God. Just sit down with your scripture. Don't let anybody rob you of a blessed hope. I wasn't trying to make this um teaching today but when i saw that video i it was i felt bad you know what i now did i went to the comment section i typed i said if, i said rapture is a message of all for believers don't scare believers with all of these movies blah 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 i just wrote in a, in a very respectful way the person who posted the thing came he replied he said yes i know he said but just a, a reminder i'm thinking what are you reminding why what, what's the reminder reminder that just is coming why are you why are you they just say just is coming guys good news for every believer it's just a reminder that our bridegroom is coming and then you see believer they say may the lord help us you don't know your scripture you just don't know your scripture if you are saying god may, may i not miss heaven then in your mind you, you don't know what you be you don't know what, you, what it means to be saved with all humility if for you to think let me ask you guys have you ever prayed lord please may, may my parents never stop i mean may, may i stop may i never stop being my son if i guy lord please People just, I, I'm looking at the best way to just explain this thing. For you to think that if Jesus is to come now, if the whole world will end now, that you won't, be, you, you won't be going with Jesus. For you to even have that insecurity, that you are not saved. You have to be born again. If you want to be saved at the end of the world, you want to reign with Christ, you want to live in the life afterwards, you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That's the only key. Be born again. And that's all you need. Let me show you more scriptures. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I just sense in my heart that wave is coming again. And I want to equip you guys ahead of time. I don't want to be radical about it. Don't let anybody rob you of your blessed hope. Titus chapter 2. You love the scripture. Verse 13. The Bible says you're looking forward for the blessed hope. Looking forward for the blessed hope. Anticipate blessed hope. What does blessed hope mean? The Bible says and the glorious appearing. The Bible says look forward to it. Is our Savior Jesus Christ your bridegroom? I thought you said Christ is your bridegroom. You are the bride of, of Christ. On my wedding day, when I was about to get married, I wasn't scared to see my wife. I didn't have insecurity. I didn't have insecurity of, oh my God, what is Jesus not doing again? That's with evil man. No, that's with human. How much more our Lord Jesus Christ that gave all Himself for you? You think He will give all of Himself for you? You think He will die for you so that He cannot come back and say, well, I don't know you anymore? What does that mean? That's the evil scripture. I can't say I don't know my wife anymore. Why would you think you, the bride of Christ, Jesus will say, I don't know you anymore? Because people bring Matthew chapter 7, they say, well, he said, I, I do not know you. He's not talking to believer. He can't say that concerning you. He knows you. 
He calls you his own. He will never leave nor forsake you. Your name is engraved in his palm. Psalm 8 is what is mine, that you are mindful of him. So you don't have to be scared. God loves you. And he's always thinking about you. You should also start thinking about him. Don't allow fear to come. Fear and love cannot coexist. Remain in the love of Christ. All the goal of the enemy is to take you away from the consciousness of God's love for you. He wants you to be insecure about your work with God. So when people come and they start saying they went to heaven and the heaven they went to, they are always seeing Christians in heaven. <laughs> they may be in their mind, then they have unbelievers in there. Because I don't know, for a start, I don't even know how that is even logical. I'm not even bringing scripture yet. Logic. You see Christians in hell. Then who are the people you see in heaven? They say only pastors. You don't you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know your scripture. You are an, you are an agent of the enemy. You're trying to promote fear for God's people. Like I said, all of these movies that are saying Christians didn't go, their goal is not to scare unbeliever. Their goal is not to bring unbeliever into the kingdom. Well, think about it now. If an unbeliever, think about it. If an unbeliever sees a movie whereby in the church they say rapture and Christians didn't go, then why does he want to get saved? If you, pastor, are not even sure where you are going, then why do you want me to get saved? You don't have hope. Then why are you saying I should be saved? Why are you saying I should be born again? This is the reason why people can't even preach. Because they even don't know where they are going. They are not even sure of their salvation. Do you know what it means to be born again? I, I think people should really know what it means to be born again. You understand that that is the greatest decision you can ever make in your entire destiny. It's the greatest decision you can ever make. You think it's a joke to be born again? So don't let anybody just come and scare you and they say, well, you just come back. and we should, you, No, if Jesus is to come now, if you are born again now, you are going with him now. It's in the scripture. Bible says you should look forward to that day. There's so many things going on in the world right now. The message of hope of rapture should be an encouragement for believers. Don't let anybody scare you with all of this drama they do and then they say they are preaching the gospel. They will say they, even the pastor didn't go. I, what's the meaning of all of these things? These things are not scriptural. The message of rapture is a message of hope. It's a message of hope for believers to give us assurance that a time will come whereby there will be no more pain, there will be no more sickness, there will be no more corona, there will be no more, no more everything going on in the world. Everything will just be a life of peace. Righteousness will rule again. Jesus will come and you will reign with him. Don't let anybody scare you. If you are born again, you are going with Jesus if he is to come now. It's in the scripture. This is in the scripture. This is how your love can be made perfect in Christ. Let me show you two more scriptures. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. I can even just stop here and preach on this for the rest of the day. Your citizenship is no longer on this earth because you are born again. Right now in the spirit, you are living in heaven. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 6 to 7. Go and read these things. Your physical body is here, but in the spirit, you are seated at the right hand of the Father. Don't let people scare you. I beg you. I sense that thing is coming again. People will start pushing all of this movie. They will say, yeah, the people didn't go. It's not scriptural. If you are born again, you are going with Jesus. If anybody talks about rapture, it should be a message of insecurity or even fear for unbelievers, not for believers. If you are born again, you are going with Jesus. If you are not born again, then you should get born again. Or else, if Jesus comes, you are not going anywhere. You can't even pass your ceiling if you are not born again. If you are born again, it doesn't matter if you are in Nigeria, Canada, you are going with Jesus. This will just give you rest for your soul. Jesus loves you. And that's why he died for you. The moment you say you believe in him, then you can't die anymore. Your judgment was in the past if you're a believer. The Bible says our citizenship is in heaven. When did that happen? The day you gave your life to Christ. 
your citizenship is now in heaven. Heaven can't deny you of entry. <laughs> if, you have, if you have a citizenship of Nigeria, they can't deny you of entry. Because why? You have a passport. And who is your passport? The only picture I can use for passport is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit bears witness in your heart. And we eagerly. It's so sad. And every believer is fearfully awaiting a savior from there. Says, we eagerly await a savior from heaven, from there, heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't fearfully anticipate rapture. Don't anticipate rapture with insecurity. God loves you. If Jesus comes now, you are going with him now. This is why you understand that when Paul says something like, for him to die is Christ, for him to live is gain. Like, even if he dies right now, it doesn't matter. See, people in the, in, in the scripture, in the New Testament, these guys, they could die. Their life didn't mean anything to them. They were stoning Stephen, literally. He wasn't bothered. Because Jesus was already standing, ready to welcome him. And I just think in the spirit, this is what happens for every believer at the point of death. When they're about to die here on earth, while you are crying, the, the, the relative friends in heaven, I just feel as if in the spirit, they are seeing Jesus saying, Welcome home, son. Welcome home, daughter. They were choice, the message of hope. Every believer is going up for you to preach otherwise that you are an agent of Antichrist. You are trying to tell people, make people feel like what just did on the cross is not enough to save them. Then how can people be saved? Do you understand what I'm talking about? Our citizenship is in heaven. When did we get the citizenship? We got it the day we gave life to Christ. I'm saying so many powerful things. Verse 21, Philippians 3 21. Verse says, Who by the power that enables him? To bring everything under control, Jesus will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Today, God saved heaven mark to register. The Bible says there is joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. And then the Bible says we've been purchased with the price. So in the spirit, you have access to a body, but you don't you can't take the body right now because we're in a fallen world. So when this world comes to an end, if Jesus comes back, we'll all be raptured, we'll put on the new body. And the only way to access that body is you give your life to Christ, you get born again. That's the gospel. You want to reign with Christ when this old world is over, then you must be born again. If you are born again, then rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice because you know there is hope for you. Rejoice if you are born again. Don't allow insecurity to come in your walk with God. If Jesus comes now, rejoice you are going with him now. If he comes in 2022, rejoice you are going in 2022. If he comes in the night, you are going in the night. But Yinka, the Bible says Jesus will come in the thief in the night. Of course. For you, it's not a thief. You know Jesus. <laughs> Do you understand? He's talking about, for unbelievers, it will be like a thief in the night because they are not expecting him. Are you expecting Jesus? Philippians 3.20, we eagerly await a savior. We await a savior. If you are born again, if just don't let people scare you with this message. It's gonna people are gonna start pushing it eh, that um, believers didn't go. What's the meaning of all of those things? People start doing more videos. They will say they went to heaven and the people didn't go. That's not scriptural. If you go to heaven, in fact, the only person that went to heaven that was recorded, I'm not talking about what any man of God, I'm talking about anybody, I'm talking about what I said. The scripture, go and read your scripture for yourself. The only person that went to heaven and was recorded in the book of Revelation. Let's hear what he says about heaven. The only person, you know, Revelation chapter 7. Not people around you that say they went to heaven. The only person in the scripture, his name was John. And then 
all what he saw was recorded in heaven. We want to see what he sees in heaven. Let us see what John saw in heaven. Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. The Bible says, After this I beheld, and lo, a great multitude. For a start, so he wants to tell us some set of people. He said there's a, when you go to a particular place, you saw a great multitude. This was John, Revelation 7, verse 9. Go and read your Bible. You all have access to the Bible. This is what John saw in heaven. He saw a great multitude. He said, which no man can number. Which no man can number. He said, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes. Read your Bible. If you read this place in your Bible, this place, the only person that was recorded that went to heaven, he said he saw multitude in heaven. It is sad. All of these people trying to get social media attention, they will say they went to heaven, they saw, they, they went to heaven, they went to hell. Okay, most of the time, they always go to hell. They don't go, they said they go to hell, they see Christians there. Somebody said they went to heaven. This is scripture, it cannot be broken. He said he saw multitude of people in heaven. He saw a glimpse. It's the book of Revelation. He saw a flash of what is to come. You will be amazed at the number of people that will be in heaven. You will be amazed. All the people you are like, eh, they are not fully, fully living up to your religious standard. They are not as spiritual as you. Sir, your spirituality level will help you here on earth. But sir, what will really make every one of us reign in Christ is if we are born again. If you are born again, you already have eternal life. You are not trying to have eternal life. The only person that was recorded, he didn't see people with hearing or people without hearing go. <laughs> this one went to heaven. It was recorded. It's in the Bible. He's not trying to get social media attention. No. Somebody sent me one video one time. That lady said she went to heaven. She saw people and she went to hell and she saw Christians in hell. I respectfully told the person, don't send me a video like this. I said, you should read this scripture for ourselves. Why would somebody, the fact that somebody can just come, if I come, brew, and I tell you I went to hell and I saw Christians in hell, and you can't challenge me, then you don't hear scripture. That's what it says, hold fast your confession, the book of Hebrews, which has a great reward. The book of Hebrews now says, do not throw away your confidence. It has a great reward. What I'm saying right now, I'm not saying it because I'm a preacher. I've known this since 2016. What I'm preaching to you right now, I've known since 2016. And I'm very radical when it comes to this subject. I'm very radical. I want God's people to have peace with God. And the only way you can have peace with God is if there's no insecurity. God loves you. He loves you so much. God loves you so much. Picture a God who loves you, who can't wait to see your face, who can't wait to hear your voice physically. The first day you ever see just face to face, and people are not making you to get scared. They're making you feel as if you won't reign with Christ. No, 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 no. Let no one come between <laughs> the union between you and Christ. The Bible says, what God has joined together, that little man put us under. God joined you and Christ. It's in the scripture. The Bible says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. 1 Corinthians 6. So you are not joined here with Christ. See, the journey of Christianity, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, I sense the power of God. The journey of Christianity is a journey between you and Jesus, your lover, your husband, your bridegroom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Spirit is bearing witness with this truth right now in the heart of people. The Holy Spirit is bearing witness in the heart of people. Don't let anybody rob you of this blessed hope. And start preaching this thing. 
Start preaching it. Rapture is coming. Jesus is coming soon. Hey, you yet believe us. You don't yet ask it. You'll be like, wait. You'll be like, who preached to these people? Who preached to them? What did they hear? They said, Jesus is coming. You are scared. Why are you scared? <laughs> Your lover is gone. God's love for you is not based on how good you are. You may not have your life all figured out. With all humility, God is God's nature is love. Do you understand? God knows you need help. He gave you the Holy Spirit to help you until you see Jesus face to face. God did not leave you alone to figure out your life on your own. Because the next thing you think is, but in car, I don't have it all figured out yet. My life is not perfect. With all humility, none of us have it all figured out. And thank God our perfection is only in Christ Jesus. Only in Christ Jesus. Nobody can boast in self. We can only boast in the grace of God. Hallelujah. It is by grace you were saved. Not because you did everything right. You only believe and you were saved. The Bible says, Abraham believed God. It was accounted unto him for righteousness. Then you believe in Jesus. Why are you having doubt about your righteous identity? You are forever righteous in the sight of God. Your righteousness gift, it didn't come because you did everything right. Why did you think because you are not doing everything wrong or your work with God, you are doing a pure, a poor job in renewing your mind? You are doing a poor job in following Christ. Do you think it doesn't mean anything? We pray a minimum of three times a day in true spirituality. With all humility, if you don't pray one year stretch, as long as you are born again, it just comes down, you are going now. Yinka, what are you promoting? Are you saying people should not pray? Nope. I pray. I preach what I'm preaching right now that God loves me independent of me. God doesn't love me because of the things I do right. He loves me because of what Jesus has done on my behalf. It has to always point you back to what Jesus has done. The only way you can say what is the lamb that was slain is when you come to the end of yourself and say it's not about me, it's all about Jesus. It has to be all about him. He's the only worthy lamb. Even those in heaven, the elders in heaven, they say what is the lamb that was slain. People don't go to hell because they lie. God doesn't want you to lie. Because you are now a son of God. You have to act like your father. The nature of your father is now in you. You have to put on the new man. But one sin that will lead people to hell is rejecting our Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Whoever hears this gospel, that Christ took his place on the cross so that he or she can take the place of Christ. And they say, no, no, I, I, don't, I don't believe God is this good. I don't believe God is this good to send Jesus to come and die for my sin. Well, it's okay. You will know <laughs> when the end comes. Bible says in Romans 5:19. Bible says, for by as by one man's disobedience, I preach this radically in the series. Bible says, many were made sinners. Bible says, so by the obedience of one, talking about Jesus, many shall be made righteous. Do you know the reason why you're righteous today? It's not because you pay your tithe. Pay your tithe is good. I pay my tithe because I know God owns all my money. So I acknowledge God. Is it fighting is like a, a means of gratitude? Lord, I'm grateful. You own all my income. So just if you want 10%, why not? If not, you own everything either way. So 10%, that's very easy. But if you don't pay your tithe with all humility, you are not cost. You are still going to heaven. Do you understand? What's the key? Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved and your household. In fact, if you don't understand this, you can't really be, be, be honest with God. But it is the goodness of God that leads to repentance. It was the goodness of the Father that made the prodigal son to come back to the house. And if you check the art of the father towards the prodigal son, it never changed. It was still love. I never stopped loving you. You may stop loving me, but I can never stop loving you. It's my nature. And today, you are not righteous by pity. You are righteous because God is a just God. God is righteous in declaring you righteous. 
Do you understand what I just said? I preach a series on this. God is so righteous in making you righteous. But you can't make mistakes. You are still the righteousness of God, even when you make mistakes. But you can't, how is that true? Well, very simple. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin. Stop. The Bible says Jesus never committed the sin. How, how did how did he just became sin on the cross? You can't explain that logically. This is where we have to live by faith. Well, it became sin. So you may not have your life all figured out. It doesn't mean anything. You have become the righteousness of, righteousness of God for believing in Christ. What I'm preaching right now is so powerful. It, it will transform your life if you allow this truth to dominate your heart. This was what, what turned my life around. This was what set me free. When I gave my life to Christ in 2012, I, I always thought God loved me according to the measure of my goodness. I've always thought God only loves me when I'm good. And then when I'm not good, maybe God doesn't want to see me. I've always thought from 2012, maybe, well, I'm not even sure just come, I'm not even sure where I'm going. And then I realized fear. That fear has torment. I couldn't trust God for things. I couldn't even pray, for God, pray to God for things because I'm not even sure whether he wants to hear my voice. I didn't know my right in Christ. And Galatians 4 1 says, and here, so long as he's a child, there's no difference between him as a servant, sadly, even though he's a lord of all. In 2016, God opened my eyes to a powerful revelation. That his love for me has nothing to do with whether I'm good or not. Kai, it transformed my life. <laughs> Ministry started because of that revelation. True spirituality started because of that revelation. Before that revelation, I would I be thinking about people? Because even me, I'm not even sure of my life. I'm not even sure whether God loves me. But after that revelation, when I know God loves me, independent of me, I just want people to hear. I just want people to know. And then the gospel I couldn't preach, evangelism I couldn't do before 2016, all because I think God doesn't care about me, he doesn't really love me, I'm not even sure whether he comes, whether I'm going with him. I started preaching radically. We have over 650 content online. They were all better from the place of one revelation. God loves you radically. Anything against that is not the nature of God. Let's, think, let's do logic again. If you have insecurity with God's love for you, then what is the message you are preaching to unbelievers? Then there is no hope. Even if you don't have hope, if you feel that you don't have hope, then what are you preaching to unbelievers? But if you know Christ in you, the hope of your glory, you can tell unbelievers, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you'll be saved by your household. It is you that you preach Christianity to people as a religion. Christianity is not a religion. Very simple. Just believe in Jesus and you are saved. It is that simple. It doesn't matter your religion from when you are born. If you are about to die in two minutes and you say, Lord, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Hamanaka. You are going to heaven. Do you understand? When you die, you are going to heaven. If you believe Jesus is the Lord and Savior. God wants you to be saved. He wants you to be born again. God... Think about God like this. He's altogether powerful. But he doesn't want to be in the kingdom alone. So he created man after his kind so that we can take dominion. The same way he's taking dominion in heaven. So he can take dominion on earth. But man fell. Man made a mistake. So God said, you know what? Because I'm a just God, I can't compromise my justness. I am a holy God. I can't compromise my holiness. If you commit a sin, the wages is death. So God allowed Jesus to die. The reason why today you have to live is because Jesus died for you. If Jesus died for you, you must live for him. Because on the cross, he didn't just die for you, he died as you. So the life you live right now is a new creature. Because these old things are passed away. Don't allow the devil to haunt you with your past. Don't allow him to haunt you with your mistake. As I'm talking right now, Romans 8, 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. 
if you are born again, as far as heaven is concerned, God is not condemning you. God is not holding any sin against you. Don't expect fearful or any evil to happen to you in the future or because of your past mistakes. Romans 8.1 should be your deliverance. No more condemnation for you. When? Now. Go and read it. Therefore, now. When is now? Now is now. Now is in the present, present tense. Anytime you talk about now is now. God wants you to live a life of no condemnation. Believers, stop condemning yourself. Stop guilt-tripping yourself. God loves you. If you have insecurity with the love of God, then you can't preach to unbelievers. If you as a son, you have insecurity, then what are you preaching to strangers that are unbelievers? Do you understand what I'm talking about? God loves you. When you hear Jesus is coming soon, say thank you, Father. I can't wait to see him in the beauty of his holiness. I can't wait to see Jesus face to face. I can't wait to see him smile at me and say thank you, Akinimeka. I saw your great works when you were hurt. I said, yes, Jesus, it was worth it. I did all of these things because I understood your love for me. I understood your love for me. Don't let anybody scare you with the message of rapture. It's a message of hope for you. Now these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of them is love. So you have to understand rapture is a message of hope to all believers. I'm so glad I'm preaching this in such a time like this. So many people will do videos tomorrow. They will say, hey, they went to hellfire. They saw Christians in there. It's not possible. It's not scriptural. Tell them to give you Bible verse. Tell them to give you Bible verse. They will say, yeah, but the Bible says only him who overcome will, will sit on... Ask them, what does it mean to overcome? People, people don't really know too much of scripture. When they are scaring you with all humility, ask them, what does it mean to overcome? I've preached on this before, but go and study 1 James chapter 5. It shows you what it means to overcome. What it simply means to overcome an overcomer is just very simple. It's when you're born again. 4 John 5, 4. Go and read it. He said, whatever well, is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes what even our faith. The next verse, he said, who is he that overcomes? He said, he will believe in Jesus is the Son of God. Give me other verses. Give me all the verses. They used to scare you. I will tell you that Jesus wasn't planning to scare you with those verses. Rather, I was trying to affirm you. Let me post a couple of scriptures to wrap it up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. John 3 16. Jesus was the one talking here, not one random person who is trying to gain social media attention and he said he went to heaven. <laughs> Jesus said, Whosoever believes shall not perish. John 3 16. Everybody knows that. It is sad. You know, yet Jesus is coming back. You know, yet somebody is about to die. You are scared for the person. Nope. If you're born again, if Jesus is to come now, you're going with him now. That's the scripture. Whosoever believes shall not perish. That's the message of hope. Don't let anybody rob you of that hope. If you hear rapture, say thank you, Father. Let unbelievers be the ones getting scared because they know they are not going anywhere. But we believers, it's a message of hope. We can't wait to see Jesus face to face. John 6, 40, I'm quoting off and Jesus said, this is the will of the Father, that everyone who believes in me shall not perish. It's in the scripture. John 6, 54, I'm quoting off and Jesus said, whosoever eats of my flesh and drink of my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up in the last days. Jesus, promised, Jesus said these three statements. John 10, 20-29, Jesus again speaking. All this for John. Jesus was one speaking. He said, oh, Holy Spirit. He said, my sheep hear my voice, blah, blah, blah. He said, I give them eternal life, and then they can never perish. Jesus spoke in four different places to give you words of affirmation. Revelation 7, 9. John said, I saw multitude in heaven. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. If you're a believer right now, you're listening to this, and you're scared... On your behalf, you are going with Jesus if he comes down. 
because your nature is righteousness. You may be doing a poor job in getting conscious of who you are in the spirit. You may be doing a poor job in living right. But sir, in the spirit, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. Hold on to that truth. Don't let anything take away that confidence from you. God loves you so much. He gave up Jesus for you so that he can have you on his team. When you hear rapture, don't be scared. It's a time whereby your bridegroom, Jesus, is coming to see you, the bride, face to face. He's coming for the bride. He's coming for the church. You are the church. So let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in Jesus. That is the only ticket to go to heaven. Any other thing is religion. Religion wants you to hang your way to God. Christianity says Jesus already gave us a spot in the heart of God. Everything I've been preaching, I'm pointing back to one man. His name is Jesus. That's why the gospel is the gospel of Christ. Because in the gospel of Christ, the righteousness of God is being revealed. So you are righteous today apart from your performance, apart from your obedience, apart from your works. You are the, you are, your nature is righteousness. If an angel is to appear in your own right now, he will call you the righteousness of God. Because before the time of Jesus, when an angel appeared to Gideon in Judges chapter 6, he said, Hail Gideon, mighty man of valor. When an angel appeared to Daniel in Genesis chapter 9 and 10, he says, Hail Daniel, you are highly esteemed of the Lord. When an angel appeared to Mary in Luke chapter 1, he said, Hail Mary, the favored of God. If an angel is to appear to you right now, he will say, Hail Yinka, the righteousness of God. <sighs> I want us to pray in the spirit. I'm just praying the spirit. This truth must travel. People must know who they are in Christ. Your position in Christ cannot be shaken. You understand? It's a gift. Righteousness is a gift. You didn't do anything to earn a gift, so you can't do anything to earn it. It is unconditional love, unconditional grace, so that you can't boast in yourself. You can say, well, it's all about Jesus. It's not me. It's Jesus that blessed me this much. It's not me. It's Jesus that helped me this much. It's not me that I'm making God love me like this. It's Jesus. You. It makes you humble and say, it's all about Jesus. What he has done on the cross. I want us to pray in the spirit. Father, we thank you because this truth will travel the whole world. Enough of believers getting scared. Enough of the devil creating content to scare believers. You know, the Bible says the devil is running around like a roaring lion. He is not a roaring lion, but he's going, he's trying to scare believers. Lion scares you. He's trying to just scare people out of their identity in Christ. He's trying to scare them out of because he knows your future is bright. Your future is in Christ. He just comes down. He knows you are going just now. So he doesn't want you to enjoy the now moment on earth. He wants it since he can't stop you from getting born again. Since the day you got born again, he wants your life to be miserable to the day you meet Jesus. But Jesus is coming for a bride that has overcome. That's why the Bible says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Don't let the devil rob your blessed hope. Any content they push out, they say, well, they went to heaven, they also two people, and then, hey, the Lord, they Paul saying, that guy, he was vibrant, but at the end, he missed it. What's the meaning of that? What's the meaning of that rubbish? What's the meaning of the end, he missed it? What, what's the meaning of what people are preaching? He, may we not miss it. What, what does that literally mean? What does that mean? What does, what does it mean? Father, we thank you. Lord, I am so sure the Holy Spirit begins to bear witness in the heart of people. Only the gospel of truth will prevail. And the truth is you love us. You love us so much. Not even just in words. You love us to the point of death. Ah, greater love has no man than this. So Lord, we will focus on your love for us. 
and we are convinced that nothing can separate us from that love. And we can't wait to see Jesus in the beauty of his holiness. We can't wait to see him face to face, our lover. We can't wait to see him kiss us with the kisses of his lips because his love is better than wine. We thank you, Father. Amen, Lord, come We can't wait to see Jesus declare us literally, physically, his bride. We can't wait to see him make us see what he has in store for us. We can't wait to see what will happen in a world where there is no pain, where there is no shame, where there is no guilt, where there is no condemnation, where there is no sickness, where there is no hospital, where there is no prison. But it's just a whole world of peace. We thank you, Father. We can't wait, Lord. We hold on to this truth and we'll preach it radically. In Jesus' mighty name I be prayed. And let God's people say, Amen. This is awesome. I'm so glad I'm the one preaching this message. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody who is connected. If you're joining us for the first time, this is True Spirituality Network. And we preach radically every day. We preach the message of God's love radically. That's when insecurity in the world. People can come to the presence of God and come and get more insecurity. Tell them the truth. The Bible says, feed the sheep, not beat the sheep. So we are in the ministry of feeding the sheep, the ministry of reconciliation. Not imputing the world's sin to them, but telling them Jesus took their sin. Right now, Jesus took the sin of the entire world. And the only way to really, really experience eternal life is just to believe. Just say, I believe. He took my place. So I'm taking his place. Anyway, long story short. We have over 650 content online. Catch up with them. They will bless your life. This is, this is just one of them. If you really were blessed, then catch up with other ones online at your leisure time. God wants you to reign in life. We have, we've been on that series. Catch up with all the content that will bless your life. Don't forget God loves you. And if this is to come now, anticipate is coming for you. You know why? Because you are his bride. You are his bride. So he can't wait to see you. Also anticipate. Anticipate. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. God bless you. Amen. All right. In the next session, I will catch you guys in the next session. God bless you. Peace. 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 If you have been blessed by this message, we invite you to partner with us to send the gospel of God's love to all nations. Send us an email on truespiritualitynetwork at gmail.com. You can also follow us on all social media platforms, True Spirituality Network on both Facebook and Instagram, T-Spirituality on Telegram, and Akimika on YouTube. So catch up with all our podcasts, search for Akimika on all major platforms, including Spotify, audio mark and anchor as you feed on god's love for you allow his love to cast out every fear and remember it's not about you it's all about jesus mm-hmm.